Welcome to this podcast. I'm your host, Paris James, and all I want is for you to go out there and live your damn life. This is a safe space where we can just be ourselves and have meaningful conversations. Let's face it, life is not always perfect, but you can choose to live it unconditionally, now and always. I'm just here to remind you that you have the power to create the exact magical life that you deserve, and guess what? I am proud of you already. I'm so grateful that you're here, tuned in and listening, so let's dive right in. Hello everyone, this is episode number 6 and it is the one where we learn 10 things from my exes. So I wanted to do a really light, funny episode that hopefully you guys can relate to as you hear some of my experiences. So I just want to dive deep and be really honest and very self-reflective because this is not really about any of my exes, but it's about the lessons that I took. So I just kind of want to quote Ariana Grande in here for like a second and be like, yes, I am grateful for all of the things that I learned from my past relationships. And in this episode, I'm here to share with you 10 of the things that I learned. So let's dive right in. And the first thing we're going to start off with is tip number one is to be yourself. So just a little bit of what I experienced. I always love drawing on my personal experience and it's just a really reflective time right now. I'm just sitting down in the basement studio recording this. It's like about 7.40 at night And I'm just recording it now because it's really quiet. I have a cup of tea right next to me and I lit a candle just to, you know, set the relaxing mood. So tip number one is to be yourself. So one of the relationships that I was in, it was my very first relationship. I was at a really young age and I felt like to be in a relationship, you needed to be exactly like that person. So... I remember like at that time, Instagram and Facebook wasn't even like that big, but I was like low-key looking at everything on this guy's profile and being like, yes, like I'm going to be exactly like him. I'm going to have the same interests. And I remember once like in this random photo, he was talking about his favorite book being The Art of War. (laughs) This is so funny. And At that point in time, I was in my first year of university. So I actually did a year of university in Trinidad and then I moved to Canada to go to University of Toronto. So I was in my first year of university and I was like in my bed being like, oh my God, the art of war, I simply must get it. So I went over to the bookstore and at this point in time, we were like now getting into a relationship. It happened very, very quickly. It wasn't like a typical relationship where we were like dating for a while we were just so young so we were just like oh we like each other let's be together so we were already like so young and deep into it so I was just like well this is the way to go so I remember going to the bookstore and asking them like marching straight up to the counter and being like I need the art of war please so like I bought the book and I put it on my bookshelf I never read the book like in my life and I remember he came over and I was like, yeah, casually just being like, oh, this is my bookshelf. This is the art of, you know, this is my favorite book. I simply had to bring it up to my dorm and I had to bring it up to my room. And he was like, oh my God, the art of war. 
that's my favorite book. And then we started like, I started kind of like beating around the bush, trying to low-key change the subject, but still being like proud that we had something in common. So <laughs> this just did not make any sense to me because looking back on it, I'm just like, why would I do that? Like, I have no idea. The book actually ended up being amazing. But I simply could have said at that point in time, oh, The Oz of War, Um, I never read that book, but I'll be willing to like read it because if it's something that you're into, then maybe it has something good. But instead, I chose the opposite route of just buying a book, having it laid out very like neatly on my bookshelf and being like, this is my favorite book. And I just felt so guilty after that. Like not at that exact time, but when I look back on it, I'm just like, oh my God, like our very first like interaction where we were like talking about like things that really, really had an impact on us. It was a lie. Like I lied and I, I did something that wasn't authentic to me. So that is lesson number one. Just be yourself. It does not matter if you're talking to somebody and you have a different opinion. That actually makes you a lot more interesting and a lot more, you actually have a lot more conversation to go from that point versus you pretending to like something that the other person likes. I know people who sit down and they pretend to like sports or pretend to like a particular football team or just do something like that for a guy and then it just ends up growing into like the biggest like state of like dissociation because you know that deep down it's not true but you kind of have to go along with it so that's the first tip that I have for you (laughs) from me to you (laughs) and similarly if there's something that you really like and you feel like if this person is going to have a problem with it then feel free to be yourself and be confident in what you are about And this is another really funny story. So I was in university at this point in time. So I'd moved to Canada and there was this magazine, like a school magazine. You're going to laugh at me. There was a school magazine that was coming out and they wanted somebody to do this like really nice shoot. And at that point in time, I was like really always into like, you know, taking cute pictures, posting them. Like I just love doing things that are like out of my comfort zone and I was really new to the school at that point in time and I was like yeah I want to be uh in this photo shoot and somebody else had recommended me for it so I was like you know what let's just go for it I'm new I want to do new things I'm like in my 20s so it ended up being this shoot that I had to wear really cute outfits in and the outfits weren't anything bad but it was just kind of like risky so they wanted to go for like a kind of risky edge And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And it's so funny because they actually liked the pictures on how it came out. And they published the magazine and on the front cover of the magazine was your girl, like dressed like in this really, really nice outfit. I had on jeans and everything, but like it was still a little bit like the top was very lacy. And I was just like, at the moment, I felt proud. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm doing this. I'm crushing it. I'm like taking risks and like being adventurous. And that magazine came out and I was printed on the front of the magazine. And lo and behold, my ex at that point in time was coming to visit me. And I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> what am I going to do? And my roommates, because I was just so afraid of just being myself and being like, you know, I just did this. This was really fun. I felt like ashamed to be myself. So I made my roommates go around the entire campus, the entire campus, removing every single magazine that they saw, like the front of it, like turning it around because I was so petrified that he would walk in to the campus and he would like see the magazine and be like, oh my God, like, what are you doing? Like, blah, blah, blah. And 
they like they literally were running all over the school and when he came to visit I had to duck everybody because I was just so afraid somebody would bring up the magazine and at that point I just felt so bad like I just felt like such a bad person but I should have just been like I did the shoot it is like pretty cool it's just something I wanted to try and it wasn't even anything bad like at that point I was really young so I was just like really like shook (laughs) by like what he would think but yeah just go ahead and be yourself and you never know what's gonna happen Tip number two is, or lesson number two, and I want to get deep into this one because I just feel like, when I look back on it, I just feel like a really bad person. Like I know that we have to learn from experiences, but at this point in time, I just felt like looking back, I could have been a kinder person and I wasn't. So lesson number two is to be very supportive of the person that you're with and to listen to what they are saying and to just listen to their passions and what they want to pursue. So at a point in time, I was in a relationship and the guy that I was with was really into like football and video games. And I was a really huge nerd at that point in time. And I was so mean looking back. I just, I cringe at myself because I was just so mean because he was saying things like, I want to, you know, do this football program and maybe like go back to my days of like coaching or being like, all of these different positions like within football or maybe I want to design video games and he was like constantly playing video games and like the thing was I was such a mean person because at that point my view of like the world was very narrow and I actually made him feel pretty bad for like having those passions and like thinking that he just wasn't like a good person for not wanting to like pursue like a high not really a high we were both in university but I just felt like he could have been putting a lot more time into like academics because that was what my focus was and like look how these tables are tuned like I graduated with a double major honors degree in biochemistry and neuroscience and I ended up teaching yoga something that I didn't even have an experience with before and how dare I judge somebody for having a passion and for wanting to think about pursuing it outside of like academics so I feel really bad at that point in time, like looking back, I wish I could go back and just be like, I support you. If you want to do this football program, let's see how we can work around it. And if you want to play video games, like I understand you want to play these video games, but if you really, really want to do this, let's see how you can actually like get more involved in like video game programs, video game tournaments, anything that you want. So instead of being a supportive girlfriend and listening to what his passions were, I made him feel really bad for having something outside of academics. And I just... I feel so terrible. Like, I just wish that I could go back and change that. So, if you're listening to this and there's somebody who is in your life, just try to listen to them and just try to be supportive and just try to see where they're coming from. And it can just mean the world of difference to somebody. Like, at this point in time, like, I remember, like, when I was now getting into yoga, there was this, like, this is like after this ex. I'm trying not to mix up these stories. But this was somebody else who I was talking to like in one of the periods in time where I was single. And at that point in time, I was just making yoga videos and the guy actually made such a rude comment to me. He was like, I can't introduce you to my dad because what is my dad going to say? You just make videos all day. And I just kind of laughed it off at that point. But I really, it really hit me because I was like, oh my God, this is exactly how I made my ex feel like at that point in time by just disrespecting what it is he loved and what it is he wanted to do. So lesson number two is to be really supportive and to just listen to where somebody's coming from in your relationship and it's going to make a big difference. 
third lesson from my exes is to speak up when you don't like something. I am very, very soft and like shy. I hate confrontation. It makes me want to throw up. Like if something is happening, I rather just brush it off or laugh it off and not take the direct approach of speaking up. And there's so many times that I just did not like things in relationships. And this is just general now. I just didn't like things and I didn't speak up. And because I didn't speak up, I just used to do this stupid thing where I would just swell up and like just not be just very grumpy because I had something that I wanted to say and I just couldn't bring myself to say it. Like for instance, like when I was living with one of my exes at a point in time, I just hated the fact that like we didn't actually like designate like things in the apartment so it was just my resentment of like the wares actually being like in the sink for all this time just piling up and us just never like having like communication so this next tip is communication and speak up when something is wrong because it's going to reach the point where you're going to explode and that's going to be like a hundred times worse and I don't want that for you because I've been there and it just reached the point where you just have this big outburst because you didn't speak up. If something is bothering you, speak up. And the thing was, there were relationships I, that I was in where I, didn't felt com- where I didn't feel comfortable speaking up. And those are the relationships that you need to really take a second look at because you should be in a relationship where you can't, you can't communicate something and you can speak up and you can say when something's bothering you. And even if you're not sure if you, if you have that space in your relationship to talk, still bring it up and that's the only way you're going to find out if you speak up and just be like there's something that I want to talk about and I want to stress the importance of just speaking up with love and kindness and not approaching it from a way where you just attack the person so I would always say if you want to communicate something start off saying what you're grateful for and something positive and just be like but you know something's on my mind and this is where you like speak up so I remember like even in those university days, like I just always wanted like flowers for Valentine's Day because everybody else was getting it. And I was really young and I was like, oh my God, I want this. And like, I just didn't even tell my ex like this is what I wanted. And so when the first few occasions, like my birthday and Valentine's Day passed and I didn't get any flowers, I just used to swell up and never say anything. And then one day I had this big outburst and I was like crying and I was just like, oh my God, like I never got flowers. Like looking back, I cringe at myself, honestly. But at that point in time, like you have to like understand, like there's something that I felt like I wanted to experience, like during university, just somebody like giving you flowers. And so if I had just like, if I spoke up and I said something, like it could have changed, it could have been fixed, not fixed, but it could have been like communicated early on. And I would not have had to go through the whole next few months, just constantly being reminded of it and just being vexed all over again, just being angry. And so when I eventually brought it up, like I got flowers like every single time after that. And I'm not saying that like, I just loved it because it was material. I'm just saying that like, if it's something that you want, speak up. And that's lesson number three. Lesson number four is if you want somebody to do something or to respond in a certain way, don't try to be their mother or don't try to be like very demanding of them instead what you can do is take action so that is tip number four is to take action so for instance that same situation I brought up with us living together and then like just never knowing like who was gonna clean up who was gonna clean the bathroom who was gonna like do these things like things that like at university you don't even like 
think twice about because you're not really an adult adult yet. Like you're not in that world of like adulthood. So it can get very like taxing if that's like if you're living with somebody and you just don't like these certain things. So instead of like, and this is a mistake I made, I started like praying behind a person and I started being like, do this and do that. And like, you know, just being really like, not aggressive because I still hate confrontation, but just saying it in a kind of condescending way. And I look back on it and I'm just like, I should have just taken action. I should have just started washing your ways. I should have just started cleaning the the shower and just putting away things. And then when you start doing that, actually, and I'm not saying to be like a pushover, but when you start doing that, they actually get the hint. So don't pray behind somebody. Be an example and take action. And then you will see how their actions like ensue after that. And if they still don't do it, then maybe you talk about it. But the first thing that you do, nobody wants to date their parents, okay? So the first thing that you do is just not pray, not complain, just take action and like lead by example. The fifth tip that I have is think seriously about the red flags or the I'm not going to have a future with this person flags before you get yourself into a relationship and it just is going on and on and on and deep down you know that this is not the person for you and it's very selfish actually you may think that it's good let me just stay with them and stick it out through like with them but it's actually very selfish to stay with somebody longer than you intended to knowing that it's never going to work so I did that in one of my relationships I just knew that like it was going to eventually be long distance and I just knew that like we had qualities that didn't exactly match and I wanted something different and I just felt bad and I just felt sorry and I just felt like if I had to stay and that was actually very selfish on my part because I was robbing that person of an opportunity to find love or to find somebody who was better suited for them because I was just scared and I didn't see a future but I still wanted to hold on. And in terms of like, if you just don't see a future, you kind of have to look within and like, be like, you know, this is not going to work and just don't waste somebody's time. It's very selfish to waste somebody's time. And something else that we do with regards to like, if you don't see it working at that point in time and it's exaggerating somebody's good qualities and ignoring potential red flags. Like if there's something in a relationship and you know that like you definitely can't live like that. Like if something is like a deal breaker, like it could be anything, it could be like anything in your life. Like for instance, I'm just going to give the randomest example, but if you have this dream of like, you know, taking vacations and like doing like fun things or just being like, I don't know, just outgoing, like going on like adventures and stuff. And if you're with somebody and they just are the complete opposite, like I will never take a vacation with you. This is just an extremist example. But I'm just showing you, like, if it's like something that you definitely know is something that you can't be in a long-term relationship with, and I'm not saying there's anything right or wrong in like these things, but if you personally can't deal with something, then in your eagerness to stay with somebody and find the right one, don't just stay with them for the sake of staying with them. Give them an opportunity. Think about it as you are doing something that is beneficial to them you are giving them an opportunity to find love instead of wasting any more of their time. So those are the first five tips. Be yourself, be supportive, listen to someone, speak up and communicate when something is happening, take action, lead by example. And if you don't see a future or if you really, really know that you're not going to be with this person, then just 
do the right thing and talk to them about it and tell them how you're feeling and see if it's feasible for you guys to work it out. Maybe it's something that you could work on or not. And then you just kind of go from there. So I'm going to get into the last five tips. And these tips are really, I want you all to like hone in on these because this was like a relationship that I feel like was very hard for me. You know, that one relationship that you're just like, oh my God, this is so hard. I feel like I went through that and it was a relationship that involves a lot of lying, a lot of cheating. And I want you to learn from this experience. And I'm just going to pull out the tips. This is not any kind of like bashful podcast episode. I'm actually looking back on my faults and being accountable for it and seeing how I can pull out these lessons for you as well. So lesson number six is to listen to your intuition. And I want to be very clear about this. Your intuition is something that you have to live with for the rest of your life. And it's something that is not going to lead you astray. So I want you to really focus on that little inner voice that is telling you something. So in this relationship, I just always had this feeling that something was off. But I was, again, so eager just to find the right person and just to be like, I'm going to stick with this person because he has X, Y, and Z qualities. And those are the qualities I want. And because I want those qualities and I think I'll never find them, then I'm going to just stick with this person. So I remember just knowing deep down, like in my gut, that something was off and it would literally keep me up at night. Like I was a zombie. I would stay up at night. I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning if I even got a chance to sleep. And I would call my friends and I would be like practically throw it up. And I'd be like, oh my God, like something is going on. I don't know what it is, but like, I just was becoming psychic. It's clear. Like I was becoming psychic because I just knew. And it reached to such a toxic stage where I actually did something terrible that I consider like a complete invasion of privacy. I was actually like asleep that night. So we were like having a sleepover. I was like with this guy deep down. I knew that something was off and I waited like a creep. I waited until the nightfall came and I went into his phone because he had trusted me with his password. And I remember hanging off the edge of the bed. Like he used to put his phone under the bed. I would like, I was hanging off the edge of the bed and like with one hand and one eye trying to go through the phone. And the thing is, and I always know this, if you dig in for something, you're going to find it. So exactly what I thought was happening was happening. And I saw the messages on the phone and I saw everything that I needed to see. And I just remember going into the shower and just being like, I wanted to vomit. I wanted to vomit. It was like, it was just like a sickening feeling. And I know some of you listening to this probably experienced this. I really hope you didn't, but it's a sick, sick feeling. And I felt so sick and I was so embarrassed that I invaded his privacy that I didn't know how to bring it up. I did not know how to be like, I know what you did. So instead I stayed quiet for a while because I just didn't know. Like I just wish that I could be one of those strong, confident people and just be like, oh my God, I went in your phone last night and I don't care how you know that I know, but I know. And this is what I saw, but I wasn't. And I was meek. And I was just like, looking back, I wish I had just been strong. And I wish I had just been like, this needs to end because of X, Y, Z. But instead I was like, let me try to beat around the bush and see how I could get him to admit it. And that went on for a while. It built up like this toxic, like liquid inside of me. And I just felt sick 
I just couldn't even look at him. The relationship started to go down the drain because I just knew what he was doing. And I just, I don't even know how I stayed quiet so long. I was like, I must have hated myself. I must have hated myself because I just continued with it. And long story short, it eventually came up and I still never got, got the courage to be like, I know that this is true because I went on your phone. He eventually thought I found out from somebody else, but I really found out from the phone and I just felt so awful. So I could tie that into our next mini lesson. Don't let it reach to the point of you doing what I did because it's just not a good thing. Like if you if you're hanging off the bed in the middle of the night trying to go through somebody's phone, I thought it had a next time where he left his phone in the shower and I accidentally pretended that the shower door was locked and that I was locked in and I was having the longest shower of my life. Meanwhile, I was going through his phone. Don't let it reach that point. If you have this inclination in your intuition, lesson number six is trust your intuition. If you have that inkling, just address it. Just address it. And if he is, he or she is meant to be with you, and if that's meant to be your relationship, then you can grow from the experience of being like, I was just getting this feeling and I just want to know if like, you know, just have that adult conversation. Lesson number seven also builds up to this and it's about knowing your worth. And that's something that I didn't know. And it of course stemmed from me being very like insecure about certain things in my life. Growing up in a family where I didn't have a prominent like male figure, my biological father leaving before I was even born, like all of these different things, which is for another episode when I address the lessons from that part of my life. But I just didn't know my worth. And if you don't know your worth, it's like they can smell it. And if they can smell that worthlessness that you feel in yourself, then they're going to take advantage of it. And I want you to know that like you are worthy of so much great, powerful, beautiful, healthy, healing relationships in your life. You don't need to settle. You do not need to settle for anything that is less than what you deserve. Knowing your worth is something that is so powerful and it's something that is going to just keep you on the right path. And from the moment you feel like somebody is being disrespectful to your worth or taken away from something and making you feel really crappy, then it's time to readdress that, address it and readdress it. If it's something that is coming up, then you know, you know what you need to do. And that is lesson number, I think I'm losing track. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. Lesson number seven, know your worth. Lesson number eight is so important to me because I feel like if I just was just always so afraid of this, but lesson number eight is to not be scared to lose somebody. You should not feel so scared to lose somebody that you lose your sense of who you are or what you're about or your worth or you settle for any piece of scrap that is given to you because you are scared to lose somebody. Don't stay with somebody because of that fear. And I was so scared of losing people in my life that I would just accept everything, like everything. Like if they told me they did something, I would be like, I'm just so scared to lose you because I feel like I can never find somebody again. And because of these one or two good qualities that you have, I'm going to just stay with you and I'm just going to just be in the relationship because I'm just scared of what would happen if I was not in the relationship. So I just want you to know that you should never be scared to lose somebody. And from the time you let go of that fear and be like, you know what, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to know my worth and I'm not going to be scared if that person walks away because if that person walks away, then it was not meant to be. And if it was meant to be, then maybe some point in time they come back. But if they don't, 
It was not meant to be. And I am not going to be scared of speaking up, of being myself, or putting my foot down when I feel like I'm being disrespected. I am not going to be afraid of those things just because I'm scared of losing somebody. Let me just tell you right now, do not be afraid or get yourself into that trap of somebody walking away from you. If somebody's walking away from you for something that you are addressing or something that is very important to you and you feel like if it's being disrespected in any way, then that is their loss. And I'm just going to say it as simple as that. When you are confident in yourself and what you bring to the table in a relationship, stay and stand with that. Don't be scared of somebody walking away because from a moment you are scared, like that worthlessness, they smell that fear and they're going to walk all over you. So if you feel like you don't want to be, that you feel like, (laughs) it started to ramble. If you feel like if you want to bring something up, but you're low-key scared too because you're scared you're going to lose them, that's when you need to pause and be like, hold up, I'm not scared to lose this person. If I talk to this person and tell them what's on my mind and they leave, so be it. I am not running down anybody. If they stop and they say, let me take this person's feelings into consideration and they have this conversation with you, then that is something that is great for the relationship. So lesson number eight, don't be scared to lose somebody. Lesson number nine, we're almost wrapping up this episode. Lesson number nine is to have your own life. We get sucked into a relationship sometimes where their life becomes your life and you kind of merge lives. And then, I mean, it's fine and, and all fun and dandy in the beginning of the relationship. You know, when you're doing everything together and you just feel like you have to do everything with this person. And I'm telling you that you don't have to mold yourself or blend yourself into somebody else's life. And I struggle with this a lot because there would literally be instances where I would like not plan anything. So I remember, let me just go deep back into the archives. I would spend my entire weekend like not having any plans. Like I would have zero plans because I would be putting aside this time for this other person. Meanwhile, this other person was making plans with like their friends or whoever it was. And I was sitting on there being like, I cannot make any plans because I need to learn from them first and I need to know what they're going to be doing. And I would spend every single weekend just being like, are they going to, are they going to message me? Are they going to invite me somewhere? Like, what should I do? And I would spend like every weekend and even throughout the week, I was so afraid to make any plan for myself in case they were like, oh, do you want to do something on that specific day? Like, God forbid I made any plan to have it like be the same day as like this alleged plan that wasn't even in formation yet be made on that same day. So instead of like being in a situation where I had to choose, I rather just not make any plans at that point in time and just wait And I remember like, it was just so terrible. Like I would waste my entire weekend. Like this was like pre-pandemic times. And I would just be like sitting down. Whole weekend is stretching ahead of me. I could have done anything. I could have picked up a new hobby. I could have gone cycling. I could have just done anything. But instead I sat home, just waited to see if they were going to invite me somewhere or if they were going to do something. And chances are one of the relationships I was in, like they would go and like, they would go to the beach and they would do all these different things on that weekend. And I would just sit down and be like, when are you going to invite me? And instead of just being confident in my own life and being like, I have plans this weekend, I will hit you up when I am free. And this is like, not even like, so when you get into a relationship after like a long period of time, obviously these kinks like iron out and you can then like have your own life, they have their own life and you make time. But if you're like in a dating phase, 
This is what I mean. Don't sit and wait around for somebody because you're going to end up wasting your time. And it's actually a lot sexier and a lot more attractive if you have your own life and if you're out there doing your thing and then you are not waiting for that. So like I started talking to this guy once and I really, really liked him. And I just remember like as soon as we started talking, mentally, I automatically just reserved all my weekends for him. And I would sit down and I would just kind of pretend and it reached the point where I was so bad. Like they would be like, what are you up to this weekend? And I was just so like, I just so didn't want to say anything concrete in case he wanted to lie with me. So I'd be like, well, you know, like I wanted to do this, but I'm not really sure as yet. And then they would be like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to the beach with my friends. Um, uh, I'll talk to you later. And I would sit down there looking like the idiot who was just like, not making concrete plans for like myself and having a life of my own and just kind of waiting around. And I lost a lot of time doing that. So I'm just telling you like in terms of any dating phase, if you get into know somebody, if it's the early stages, it is attractive and alluring if you have your own life and if you don't revolve your life around somebody else. And of course, if you're in a relationship and you guys are like together, still you need to have that space to have your own life and to do your own thing. Because it's not attractive if you just constantly bend yourself around somebody else. And it's actually very powerful if you have your interests, they have their interests, and then you combine. And then maybe you guys do some of his stuff together, some of your stuff together, and kind of just find your middle ground or your balance. So tip number nine is to have your own life and do exactly what you want. And don't wait around for somebody. Make your plans. Don't spend every single waking moment from the time you start talking to somebody, waiting for them to make the move. Just don't be too readily available for somebody. And that is going to like change the way that they perceive you because you're going to, you're going to, they're going to realize that you take your time very seriously. You have your own life going, you have these things going for you. You have your own hobbies, you have your own interests, and it's going to be so much more powerful if you guys have that separately and then come together. And last tip that I have for you is tip number 10, don't be afraid to be on your own. And if you're listening to this and you're currently single, trust me, I know exactly what you're going through. I've been there and I'm going to do a whole episode on singleism. But I just want you to know that if something is not working out for you, don't be afraid of being by yourself. You actually have to learn to be in your own company and really truly enjoy yourself and to be honest, you might find that like you just really enjoy your own company. I remember I just used to feel like if I had to skip from one relationship to the next and between my first and second serious relationship, I didn't even take that time for myself. And I look back on it and I'm just like, I spent my whole 20s like in this relationship, like relationship to relationship. And I never got that time in my 20s to like look back and really just be single and enjoy it. And let me just tell you, being single and being independent and just having that time where you solely dedicate to yourself in achieving exactly what you want, figuring out every single bit of yourself, reading, writing, doing any different project that you want to do, figure out what your hobbies are, figure out what your passions are. This is the time that you need to embrace for yourself. And to be honest, I really absolutely loved it when I just had those moments of clarity being like, I don't need a relationship to complete me. Lesson number 10 is just here to remind you that you don't need somebody to complete you and basking in your own company and loving yourself and figuring out yourself. You are going to be in a relationship with yourself 
for a long period of time. So if you're listening to this and you are like, oh my God, I really want to be in a relationship, your time will come. But right now, think about it as an exciting time where you have this blank canvas where you can just paint on it exactly the type of life you want for yourself and do everything that you have to do. You are your own person. Lesson number 10 is teaching us that we can be single and we can just be by ourselves and join our own company and just embrace in that time because there will be a time where you are going to find that person and you are going to be in a relationship and your lives are going to come together and that is a beautiful thing for your lives to come together but you will never get back that point in time of your life where you are on your own and figuring it out so enjoy it a hundred percent don't look at it as something bad something that people are frowning upon being like oh my god she's single be like yes I am single and I am going to use this time to figure me out so That brings us to the end of this episode. I'll just do a quick recap of the 10 lessons. Be yourself. Be supportive to your partner. Listen. Speak up when something is not wrong. Something is wrong, sorry. (laughs) Take action. Lead by example. If you don't see a future, know when to walk away. Listen to your intuition. Know your worth. Never be afraid of losing somebody. You should be more afraid of losing yourself. So never be afraid of losing somebody else. Have your own life and your own interests and embrace the idea of being by yourself. That brings us to the end of episode number six. I hope that you enjoyed this one. It was really fun to record and just to dive deep in my own experiences. So I hope that you enjoyed listening to this. You can always message me, let me know, and please leave a rating or review for this podcast. You can even download your favorite episodes It really, really helps me on here to be able to create these podcasts for you. So thanks so much for tuning in and we will talk soon. If you love this podcast, let's be BFFs. You can DM me at The Paris James on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe, download your favorite episodes and leave us a review. And if you have a topic you want to hear about next, feel free to comment and let me know. Until then, talk soon.